words and candle art to spark souls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horns. a grand theft of old scrolls simon's quest the drawing earl lock shoes to earth crew keeps the exit gate news the police need some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all oh, shit a game hidden glitch good drone Control issues. A what? Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. Use it accordingly. Go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. View it. Five stars. Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and hop on over to X at my control issues. <laughs> is so it sounds so dumb. <laughs> uh, but okay, I'm, I'm gonna try to keep my my personal opinions. <laughs> oh man, but AMC. <laughs> How you living? <laughs> yeah. Living well, living well, A-Dub. Um, you know, just doing the damn thing three weeks in a That's row. Right. We're keeping That's that street, right. street going. You guys starting to get a little more news trickling. So, you know, we don't have to do that every two weeks thing because, like, one thing happened and it really wasn't yeah. much of nothing. And we don't want to waste your time trying to milk a single story. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the worst ones are when it's just a story is just pure speculation. So then oh. all you can do is just speculate on the speculation. <laughs> oh, well, if they do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have the, if they have a PS5 Pro, then they can only charge this much in order to compete. <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. There are plenty of shows that do that. That's just not our flavor. Yeah. This is what, it's what they do. It's not what we do. We um, like to talk about stuff that's real. Yeah. Things that are <laughs> happening. <laughs> So that we don't get into the concern trolling, we know we we know what's happening, so we can actually just discuss what we're going to experience and what we're looking forward to. You don't want to let those imaginations run wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, my week my week's been good. Just you know, doing the, the damn thing. The kids are all about Moana right now, so I think I've watched oh, Moana. Nice. Yeah, it's a good movie. I watched like I think. I watched it twice this morning already, and I watched it about like ten times this week at least. Marissa's watched it infinitely more <laughs> because it's it's great it has a little bit of everything naomi she loves she loves everything about the movie but then theo, theo just enjoys maui he has like his he got a <laughs> uh a ladle a late like a a silicon ladle and he just uses that as his maui hook <laughs> so he just runs around the house swinging it <laughs> turning into different pretending to turn into different animals it's it's adorable uh um, yeah, one of my um one of my art instructors actually did um did some workshops for the animators on Moana and was telling us some stuff about it. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It, did Moana have a sequel? Oh, well. Did Moana have a sequel? Nah, not that I'm aware of. Um, no, they, it didn't have a sequel. It, it had like, um, it had like extras, maybe like other, other things. Like it had like a, um, you know, like a, a Disney short centered around Moana. So maybe that, that might be what you're referring to. Yeah. I don't know. 
one of these days I'll get around to watching. I got to catch up on all those animated Disney films. Yeah, they're they're all they're all a good time. Um, so yeah, that's I can hear the music right now. <laughs> Literally watching it. <laughs> it's on right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but such a good movie, great storytelling, just everything, everything that that has to offer. Even like like we've watched it so many times that like we're just seeing all the foreshadowing. We're even enjoying like like oh yeah, like you notice that it's like Moana is like the one Disney character where like it's not sitting around her relationship like it's just moana <laughs> yeah. like she's not she's not trying to find somebody to lust over <laughs> to, to like make her whole um i'm liking the run of movies that that break that disney stereotype uh, it's just it's just female female empowerment uh is ruining everything disney and marvel uh, um <laughs> <laughs> that that like element creeping in yeah um but yeah so my week's been good just it's funny because i, I really don't do much different because it's literally been all stardew all the time but as i mentioned to you i'm, I'm gonna get a little diablo in tomorrow let a dub know if uh if he's available to hop in a match or in a match <laughs> hopping around <laughs> do it do a couple missions in the world now Maybe. are you gonna do are you you're still doing the campaign yeah i'm, I'm straight up doing, yeah i'm straight up doing the campaign right now Okay, I might have to dust off the rogue, the level forty-five rogue. Yeah, point out, point out all the altars. We could, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. There was no way in hell I was going to try to do that yeah. organically. I just looked up a numbered guy and went with it from there. It just took did a couple you, days. Did you, did you get the overlay? <laughs> no, no I, didn't use, I didn't use the cheats. <laughs> you I didn't the use the third-party third party apps. I'm not trying to get the hand. <laughs> not trying to bring my, my my Eternal Realm character over into the Seasonal Realm. But you, but you paid $70, Doug. Don't you own the game? You should be able to do with it whatever you want. <laughs> no. I just have a license to operate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so my week's been good how's your week been Ada? uh not too bad i just see that there are steps being taken toward finishing off this process of me having paid my car off huge mm-hmm. milestone I, I forget if i shared that but did that um did, did the did, did you get your dollar back i got a check back from my one dollar and one have a deposit and then uh got the letter saying that they're trying to get the the electronic lien released on my car the account's already been terminated on the website and it's reflected on on my credit already it didn't lose 30 points or who knows maybe it's yet to fully update but uh it's it's just nice walking out seeing my car and like i own that like that is mine i never have to make another payment on it i'm sure maintenance is gonna eat me alive but there'll be a lot more of me to eat because i won't be making monthly payments <laughs> so yeah. That's good, you know. Just working the strike is pretty rough. The the SAG writers and and after strike because your yeah. boy works in the industry. You know, we we do mostly like documentaries, narratives, nonfiction stuff, but it still affects us. Like there's not a lot that's happening right now, and you know, just you start to feel the walls encroaching. Like luckily, I work on the finance side, so you know, the, a company will always have a need to report. So we're, we're safe in that regard. But, you know, you start looking around and like, oh, that person's gone. Oh, <laughs> what's going on? And, you know, I hate to laugh, but it's kind of all you can do to deal with a situation like this. Yeah, we just heard that the uh, the Emmys are going to be delayed now to January. Yeah. 
to everything just getting pushed pushed back. So yeah, and for a lot of people, like this stuff is just something that you scroll past while you're sitting on the toilet. But for others, especially here on the West Coast, like it's it's a lot of companies and people that I know personally that bunch of a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of Hollywood elite complaining. <laughs> no, it's just regular regular <laughs> folk trying to make a living. <laughs> like I don't know, but I don't know a bunch of actors and writers. But I mean, I do know. Well, you like, well you think about I know freelance about, production crew members and like, yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, think about yeah, I think about all the the surrounding jobs that are that are involved with like filming that yeah. aren't that aren't just the actors and the writers. There's so much surrounding that. I mean, the prop houses, furniture places, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of the caterers, the craft service people, the the wardrobe and the makeup artists, the props departments, and prop masters, and set designers. It's just, coordinators upms so many so many people are affected i mean granted there's still there's still other kinds of work going on i believe like video games and, and anime might be exempt so there's still that kind of work yeah. happening. well like the uh the directors they're they're signed on like they uh they settled so they're they're good to go so like like there are a lot of like sporting stuff because uh all those all the people who handle the production of sports like uh the, the, all those directors are in their own guild, but then they signed on. So it's like, oh, well, NFL, <laughs> all that's safe now. So that that will all continue at least. Yeah, hoping hoping we get an equitable, amicable solution to this, and everybody can get back to work. And then you know, you all you know what happened. You've experienced a few industry strikes before, where it's like everything slows down, and then as soon as they come to an agreement, it is just the biggest rush of content in work <laughs> that you've ever had to do in your life until it calms down. So, you know, just, you know, hoping we can get to that finish line at some point, you know, I'm chilling. It's hot as hell. Keeping both of these ACs running, you know, get, getting into that workout routine, starting to see some results, starting to feel it, feeling better. Ordered myself a little cordless hand vacuum. I've been eyeing for a long time because, you know, now that I don't have that, that monthly car payment, I can start getting a little frivolous again. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's about all that's been going on with me. Well, A Dub, what you been playing? What have I been playing? Well, this morning I I finally got the gumption to fire up Cat Quest again. So I played a little bit more of that, taking out some side quests. Yeah, kid quest. Uh, just remembering all the buttons, like I'm pushing all the triggers and all these random spells start happening. Like, all right, okay, there's the fire one, there's the ice one, there's the lightning, there's the healing. It's like, okay, I see I have armor. Oh, I'm taking some hits, but I'm good. Started getting started getting like some upgrades to my equipment. Stuff's jumping up like 20 levels. Oh man, okay. Just got a just got a sword that's like the most powerful sword that I've ever held in this game. Okay, I can take all some tough stuff now. Flying, walking on water. It's it's kind of nutty. <laughs> it's been about a month since I last played the game. So coming back to this point, I'm think um level 60. And yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to do as much side content as I can, you know, level up all my gear, give my kitty as powerful as possible before I take on the final mission. And the game still cute, still addictive, very simple, and but just engaging. Like sometimes you could just take core mechanics, 
make them fun, make it interesting, toss in a little humor, and you got yourself something gold. Cat Quest still doing the job for me. I recommend it. It's cheap. Get yourself some Cat Quest. Um, been playing. I fired up Overwatch Two because they just got the season six going. Uh, I had to do a little Blitzkrieg in the in the past week to take myself from like level sixty to level eighty because I'll be damned if I don't get all of my battle pass rewards when I spent 10 bucks on it. So yeah, went, got what he single, did that, was, you know, ups and downs. Some games were stomping the competition, other games, everybody cheating. <laughs> That's the only reason that we lose. Still, still longing for the AMC to get back into the fray. We'll see how long. Oh, I can't wait. In due time, in due time. You're about to come back. You're going to, Story missions. I mean, it is Overwatch a, a topic that we're going to be discussing or no? Um, detail. You could. I mean, yeah, we could discuss it now. Yeah, uh, because I I didn't get notes on it. Um, so we can we can discuss the new season if you want to hit it up right now. Well, we already knew that there was going to be a price on the story missions. I think it's like fifteen bucks. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, but it's there. You don't have to pay for it. If you just like Overwatch, you can just keep playing Overwatch. But the thing is, with there being a price on the story missions, that was the plan the whole time. So it'd be kind of weird for people to get upset. Like the whole idea was that they were going to make the single player content and sell it as a standalone package. And then now they're just going to release it seasonally. And, you know, we'll see how they price it out. But, you know, it costs money. So pay up, suckers. And yeah, but playing the game, we got the new character out, uh, Alara. I believe she's Peruvian, and she, it, it's all about sun power. And yeah, man, I was messing around with her in the training section. I was waiting for E Single to get get back to his place and get online, but I passed out. I think I drank like half a beer to spill out. But yeah, man, Alara's pretty dumb. I like it. it. She has like this rifle. It's a charge rifle. You don't charge it. You have to wait for the charge to sh to charge. You have to wait for the shot to charge up between rounds. And at first I was in there, I had no idea what was going on. So I'm just shooting enemies. And I, I hit a robot in the head and killed like more than half of its health. And I was like, oh, oh, we got something. And it just kept firing successive shots. And it's like, why? Why are the successive shots weaker than the first one? Is it some mechanic where the first shot is more powerful and then it, gets, it tapers off? And then I, it took me a while to notice the little hash marks underneath her reticle where the the power of the rifle charges back up. So when you're playing as you make sure you're paying attention to that. So, you know, there's going to be about one or two seconds between full powered shots. Them bad boys peel. I mean, it's... And apparently, I believe she's hit scan, so that would be good anti-widow work. Uh, she's also got that healing pod. It stays out there indefinitely. It has health and a, um, what is that, an energy shield? Yeah, the blue health. So it has those, which means it can be destroyed. However, you can always redeploy it. If you need to put it somewhere else, you can just redeploy it. The cooldown between deployment and redeployment is pretty short. Uh, she also has a move that allows her to boot people 
but also like kind of get airborne and get a little vertical. And I look forward to using that on several maps. She seems to me like she's going to be very good in capturing and holding a point because if there's any kind of cover or enclosure, she'll be able to set that healing drone up, you know, pop in and out and just hit long range shots, do big damage and then just keep her homies in the fight because she's also got that healing beam, which is basically a support version of Zarya's laser, which I am highly proficient in. Don't don't come to me. Me and E single took the calling it the butter knife because it's just like, oh they want the butter knife. I'm gonna have to start cutting him down. But yeah. So Laura's pretty dope. Her ultimate pretty powerful. You shoot the first of all she gets airborne and she shoots this massive like charge it causes an aoe explosion everybody hit by the explosion is then charged with sun energy and then after they take damage for a little while they explode and um, i can't wait to start using that to bust up those groups that like to run in the middle thinking they're doing something people running their little their little three unit the little three person units thinking they're doing something like nah, bust that up. i'm excited about it so I'll definitely be getting down on some of that in the near future. And you'll finally see A-Dub playing that support role again. And I hope everybody's excited for it. We'll have some, might have some footage on twitch.tv slash controller pod if you're lucky. Um, also, been playing Remnant 2. I'm still doing a lot of adventure mode stuff where I'm re-rolling worlds that I've already finished in order to go back in and find additional secrets, find content that wasn't in the version of the world that I rolled initially. And just, dude, I I just don't understand how there is so much gear and equipment in this game. Like every time I think that I've cleared out an area or something, I'll be on my way out or on my way to a checkpoint or on my way to the next zone. And I'll just see like a purple light out of the corner of my eye, like, really? <laughs> How am I supposed to get that? And then I'll look online and like, oh yeah, you just gotta knock this out. And then there's a secret path under here and you go under that. And then there's this monster and then you gotta, you gotta make it follow you so that it opens this door. And then you go in there, you get this purple thing. But then if you go through this secret wall, then there's another thing in there. It's <laughs> like, wow, this is nuts. Like every time, I go into a level in Grimmie. I find something new. I think there's at least another game's worth of content that I've yet to collect in that game. It's whenever I go into threads talking about Grimmie 2, somebody will post a video, like 20, 20 things I wish I knew at the beginning of the game, and 12 or 15 of them will be like, okay, I got all that. But then four or five is like, I missed that. <laughs> like, I found a whole set of armor and a, and a, like a Thompson machine gun. It's called the the Chicago typewriter. <laughs> I found that. That was something I could have got at the very outset of the game. Like rings, charms. There's, I barely have any melee weapons and I've seen at least as many melee weapons as I have, I don't have. And I was like, where is this stuff? I can't wait to get it. But it's awesome. I just keep learning more and more about how the stats work and everything in that game. And just 
getting the most out of it, but I feel like I need to push it over the finish line because there's a there's a few things that I won't be able to do until I complete the game. Like there's an archetype that I'm going to have a hard time finding until I get another archetype that you don't get until you complete the game. So yeah, just enjoying the hell out of that. Currently, it's it's my personal game of the year right now. I'm sure that'll change in the next three weeks, probably a couple times. But for now, Remnant 2 has completely taken me by surprise. It's definitely something I recommend other people play. It's it's outstanding. I'm looking forward to Remnant 3 at some point. It's kind of hard to believe that they put out this game in like three or four years since the original release. So that's awesome. And lastly, I finally got back into a little Diablo 4. So they put out the 1.1.1 patch. It, it fixed some things for some people in some builds. For me, I was perfectly fine as it was. Uh, I do like that a lot of the changes have included making sure that there are guaranteed legendary drops in situations where you feel like you should be getting a legendary drop. Like I believe Treasure Goblins now have a guaranteed legendary drop. I believe um, bosses, any boss you kill now has a guaranteed legendary drop. And there, there's some other stuff they did. But the thing that I'm enjoying the most about it that's really making it feel more parallel to my experience with Diablo 3 over the past decade is that they they jacked up the monster density for Nightmare Dungeons as well as Helltides by like 50%. And you feel it, dude. There's You'll take care of a massive mob. Whoa, that was crazy. And then around the corner, another massive mob was storming. It's like, oh, oh no. It's it just it's just endless. And it's like this is the Diablo experience. I remember. Granted, I enjoyed the way that it was before. You know, you would occasionally get like the really big mobs, especially if there was a particularly powerful group that pushed you further back into a level to the point that you you attracted the attention of other groups of enemies, but now it's just like in the nightmare dungeons and the hell times, it's it just the game is just really doing it for me. I also did a trick that somebody mentioned online where I disabled crossplay and it's basically a ghost town. Like it's a single player game now. I think today was the only time that I saw other players and I may have saw like two or three other players, but I don't see anybody town i don't see anybody out in the open world most of the time it's just like all right <laughs> now we're getting somewhere so yeah it's i did it mainly to try to combat lag issues but you know having the world of sanctuary all to myself ain't so bad but amc what have you been playing i've been playing stardew valley dub <laughs> at this point now we let's see so we've We've been decorating the house. It's now, uh, we now like acknowledge the seasons. Before we were just like focusing on farming, you know, building up uh, relationships within the town, exploring, things like that. Now we're at a point where we're kind of in cruise control where we're doing these. So they have, we unlock these big board missions. So when you first start the game, they have the daily like uh, quests that you can do. And those are basically like, uh, just get gold or give it to this person. They'll give you some money. It'll make them happy. And there are daily quests. They change every day and they're pretty simple to do. 
then eventually as you you know get more equipment you upgrade uh, a lot of your farm and you just get stuff that really streamlines certain processes then they start uh they added this big board which is uh it's only a weekly quest you get to choose between two weekly quests and they take about like a full week to do them all and they're a lot more challenging there's a lot more to do with them there's a lot more tedium now um there's just a lot more that like it, it takes as far as gathering the resources but what's great about that is by completing those quests you actually get items that are only attainable through those quests so whereas like with other things you can get like a recipe you can talk to somebody they might give it to you as a gift these items specifically you have to do the big board quests and if you do that weekly quest then you'll get like a, a certain item and so like we've been hearing about like say the bone mill uh when we were just like looking up stuff to get in the game but we had no idea how to get it and then eventually we got to the point where we did this quest where we had to collect 100 bone fragments and you can do that by you know, taking out skeletons or by going to Ginger Island and they have these these uh, quarry, uh, quarries where um, they have like, I guess, bone rocks or something like that, where you, you explode them and it drops a ton of bone. So we did that for the week. We got all the, the bones that we needed and then we got this bone mill. And then what we learned with the bone mill is that you can then take all the bones that you've collected from other things. So you can get bones through artifacts, you'll get fossils, um, you'll just get like bone fragments from enemies that drop off and um yeah you'll get all these other like just bone things that you can set around the house but what we learn is through the bone mill you can actually take those grind them up and then they'll turn into different types of fertilizer um and that's randomly uh, generated so you can't you can't just like you know you can't you have to kind of just put it in and see what you get but they all are useful fertilizers if not you can always sell it off get that cash um and build that loot uh so there's um there's actually a ton of these i guess like each character has their own weekly mission that they want you to do and so because of that that just lets us know that there's going to be about like 20 different missions and that's 20 different items that we didn't have before that are going to be super super helpful so we've been focusing on those while as i said building up the farm we also learned that we, we've been collecting these like these they're called strange dolls like around the world and you only get them through artifact spots which are these spots where they're only indicated by you'll see like um like worm heads popping up in the ground and so if you then mm -hmm. go and hoe and hoe that spot then it'll usually give you like a super rare item and um we started getting these strange dolls and we had no idea what they were and then so we looked it up and we saw that if you go to like uh there's a witch's hut and if you go into the witch's hut, you can use a stranger doll to sacrifice one of your kids. If like for some reason you don't want one of your kids, you wow. use a stranger doll, you can then get rid of the kid. And then what we then learned is that we haven't done it, but we because Russ is like, we can't do that. That's just that's terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, but then we kind of she got to the point where it's like, well, if we're gonna do this whole completionist thing, maybe like as we're about to finish the game, we'll do it just to see what just to see it in motion uh and what we learned is that after you sacrifice the kid the kid then and if you go and revisit the witch's hut ever again that doll will be alive and it's basically like the, the representation of that kid that you sacrifice and it will attack you <laughs> and so you have to like fight the doll every time you go back to the witch's hut so there's just little sh things like that and um throughout the game that we're still like learning about and so there's still some exploration and some looking up of like the items that we have found to see you know the full use cases of them and so it's been absolutely awesome um there's also the mr quiz uh challenges that are also like in i guess quote quote unquote in-game content 
um of like tougher challenges that you can do to then get these quee gems that you can then buy these super rare items that you can't get anywhere else and um we've also learned that you can unlock these uh by doing mr quee's challenges you can make the different dungeons tougher and what you'll learn is that you go in and it'll say like do you choose to dispel the magical seal the magical seal that is on this cave and then when you remove that seal then it's like tougher monsters are now in the cave but what's great okay. is then you get even more rare uh resources through that like i've been getting radioactive ore and things like that that can then use on newer items that i haven't been able to get up until this point so yeah we're just we're kind of just like pushing along but we're not rushing because we're enjoying the uh the creative aspects of the game uh, of um, decorating. Like I set up my own, um, I guess like wizard's lab within the house. And it's just like where I have like all the, I can refine all the ore. I can create these items, um, forge these things and, you know, um, I guess I alchemize them into like other things. And so it's kind of great. So we just like, we decorated it. We uh, set up like these little stands where I can put like some of the artifacts I found out in the world on display and um, like did the whole wallpaper and the coloring to make it kind of starry slash like uh, like blacksmithy, like like a hybrid of that mysticism slash like, um, I guess, blacksmithing and, um, all coming together. And it's, it's just great. It's great. I'm, I'm absolutely loving the game. Um, and yeah, we're just pushing ahead and Hopefully next week I'll be able to talk about how much I enjoyed playing the few hours I got in Diablo. <laughs> hey, uh, we don't have much time, so let's get right into these topics of the week. Top topics of the week. You want to lead us off, hey, Doug? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Well, let's let's start a little light, squeeze it in. Uh, Stalker Two. You've been keeping up with that AMC? Um, not really. I just know it got delayed. Um. Is it like something like, are they, is it like based in Ukraine and so they got delayed because of the war? Uh, that would be news to me. Uh, okay. I, I guess we've both been keeping up as much as one another in different ways. Okay. But Stalker 2, you know, people waiting for a release date on that. And one may have been leaked. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, there, there was some German store that has Stalker 2 listed with the December 1st release date. So this stands out because normally placeholder dates typically fall at the end of a given month. Usually in this case, if it would be December, it would be December 31st to kind of give you the hope that uh, sometime in 2023, we're going to get a date for this. But this one says December 1st, which is raising people's alarm bells like, oh, this might be legit. This might be it. So, you know, Stalker 2, first-person shooter. It's got some pretty creepy horror stuff going on. It's beautifully animated, excellent excellent visuals. It's something that I'll be looking out for when it finally does get closer to its release schedule. It's Xbox exclusive, so AMC, I ain't even got to ask you about that. But, you know, just wanted to put it out there for the people. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah it's good to hear, especially, like, yeah, as I said, um, they were – their company that's based out of Ukraine, they've I think I think they've now transitioned over to Prague uh since the war started. But yeah, you just like a war breaks out in your country and like, you know, it just it shuts down like so much of what happens in day to day. And one of those things happens to be a, a video game developer. And so well, we um, gotta make this video game somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I mean it'll be it'll be great that 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 they'll be able to see their project to an end. Um yeah, it'll be cool if it comes out in December, but also it's 
get it out when when it's good for you guys <laughs> because i know i know you've been dealing with some shit so yeah it'll, it'll just be nice for them to to get this game out and hopefully it's received well people love it and you know they can be proud of that that hard work that they put into this see uh, you got the next topic of the week, week top, topic, topic of, of the week. week you know what? let's take a quick break and we'll hop into that topic dun, 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 dun. we are back yes um when the next topic of the week Topic of, of the week. week. Uh, another positive story, depending on if you like this guy or not. But I'm assuming it's a positive story. Ada, we learn who is going to be taking over for the character of Zavala and Destiny after the passing of Lance Reddick. And that man will be a dub, the veteran actor, Keith David. So this is announced. <laughs> I, love Keith. I love Keith. Oh, that, that's the homie. Okay. So this is like, yeah. if you like, you may not know who he is, but you know his voice. He's yeah. been in everything from film to video games, and it's 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 a worthy it's a worthy casting, a, a, a worthy passing of the torch in a you know the wake of a tragedy. Yeah. Um. So here's so the studio confirmed that David will voice Zavala in the final shape and beyond, but Reddick's existing in-game lines will remain untouched for the upcoming release. Bungie added that it will always remain respectful to the roles Zavala has played thus far, and that it's looking forward to the journey ahead with David. Um, this is coming from David. I am honored to continue the great work of Lance Reddick as Zavala. Lance captured the character's sense of integrity so wonderfully. It is my intention to continue that work. And so, yeah, um, Keith David, we've, we've known him from, from so many things. Yeah, he obviously has a history of Bungie, having worked on um, voice acting-wise in the, the original Halo trilogy. Um, he's also been in Mass Effect, so many other games. And so, yeah, as, as A-Dub mentioned, just a voice that even if you can't put a face to it you've you've heard it i'm pretty sure you've even even seen it and and something you've watched in the past um and always just just a very distinct voice like you hear it and you know the man so i i'm very happy to see it replaced from one from one very um you know just captivating voice actor to another i think it's i think it's a great choice and um yeah and i agree with I agree with you. You think he'll he'll handle the job well, A Dub, as you said earlier. Yeah, I think he'll do it. Um, you want to move on to the next topic of the week? Top topic of the week. Well, I guess we should start getting into the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> we had the <laughs> especially since we're pressed for time. You know, there was a there was a THQ showcase. There was a Devolver showcase, but mm-hmm. we may not have enough time to get to those. So yeah. let's just get. We could, we could run through those, but um, yeah, let's uh, get to that. Let's get to that meaty story. Let's get to the nitty of the grit. <laughs> 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 let's get to what, what the people came here for. So after just years of begging, pleading, hoping, dreaming, we finally got some Red Dead Redemption news. People have been wanting that remake. People have been wanting that 60 frames per second. Well, you ain't getting none of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some Red Dead Redemption is coming to PS4 and Nintendo Switch, not to PC. <laughs> uh, uh, let, let's get a little, little more info here. The 2010 Western Adventure, this is coming by way of IGN, the homie Wesley Pool. Uh, 2010 Western Adventure, which 
only launched on PS3 and Xbox 360, is being ported to PS4 and Switch by UK developer Double Eleven Studios with PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility supported. The port is not <laughs> a remaster or a remake, but a quote-unquote conversion, <laughs> according to Rockstar, and includes a newly supported includes newly supported languages such as simplified and traditional Chinese, Korean, Polish, Brazilian, Portuguese, Russian, and Latin American Spanish. Because $49.99 on the Switch eShop and the PlayStation Store with physical versions arriving October 13th. There's a trailer floating around, so check that out. Uh, Rockstar gives no mention of PC or Xbox versions because why would they? There's no PC version apparently at this point in time. We'll hear more about that later, but Xbox has been supporting backwards compatibility throughout the entirety of their console run. So people have been playing Red Dead Redemption on their Xbox Ones and their, their Series XS's oh, so as much as they just, want. You just, you just get that version. Yeah, just get that version. Go on Amazon. <laughs> get it for $13. Stop, stop complaining. <laughs> uh, Red Dead Redemption is already available on modern Xbox consoles via backwards compatibility with the original Xbox 360 version. However, the lack of a PC version, which Rockstar has never officially released, is sure to come as a disappointment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, AMC, did you play the original Red Dead? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, sometimes you know, like you can't play all the hits, and sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now, sometimes this, we overlap. This one, this one, sometimes I, we diverge. <laughs> this is the game that's infamous because I didn't beat it because oh, I no. I thought it was over when uh you know, when when shit goes down. <laughs> yeah, and then, and, then, and then you have that that. That that write-in moment. <laughs> uh, I thought the game was over, but I didn't realize that there were some more quests after that. So, oh yeah, yeah. So oh, there's there's there still was a some, little bit more to do. Yeah, so there's still some game I need to go back to. Also, I didn't play Undead Nightmare, or I I, I played it at a friend's house, but I didn't own Undead Nightmare. So that is something that um, I, I definitely will will enjoy experiencing again one day. <laughs> I bought Undead Nightmare, played it for about 15 minutes just to get an idea of like, oh, there's zombies, and then <laughs> never touched it again. So You didn't uh, touch the greatest DLC of all time ever again, Ada? You know, <laughs> I have those moments every so often where apparently great things don't necessarily get their hooks into me at, at the outset, but I also hold myself to the requirement of like, hey... Before you write anything off, at least give it a fair amount, like a fair stretch of gameplay to actually show itself to you and, you know, give it that, give it a fair shake. So like with Hollow Knight, you know, I played it for 30 minutes, dropped it, and then I was like, you know what, let me just play through the first boss and see what happens. One of my favorite games of all time now, completed it, waiting for Silk Song. Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, you know, and maybe, maybe... A little further down the road, I get this port, try some Undead Nightmare, get in there. It would be nice to play Red Dead all over again, especially with that dual sense, maybe even a dual sense edge. I don't But it's not all sunshine and roses with this announcement. Some people ain't got some things to say. They got some, they got some grievances to air. They got, they got some shots to let off. 
We got Chola the Green, 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 Next what, show. What, what part? Yeah, all all the parts. The whole is greater than the sum of the disappointing parts. The next show says, "Wow, so it's neither a remake nor a remaster, but instead just a port, and not even the PC." My jaw's on the floor. I'm in awe of their laziness. Uh. I mean, you wanted them to bring an old game in, into the future, like. What else did you expect them to do? <laughs> Next troll, not a single fuck was given. <laughs> Next troll. <laughs> Next troll. I've pretty much given up on both Rockstar and Blizzard. Such lazy and greedy companies. Uh, that great. Just nothing to do with Blizzard. Lazy. <laughs> Just Blizzard getting a shot too. Having the fight in the middle of the crowd, knocking Rockstar down, and then walking to the sideline and punching Blizzard just because they're there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next show says, I hope they make no money from this. Only way they'll hear us out loud and then learn their lesson. Well, that's mean spirited, if I have to say so. Last show says, I'll wait for a sale. Which is very interesting to me because I feel like most of the people complaining are folks that wouldn't pay full price for the game anyway because they probably don't pay full price for anything. If anything, like it's 50 bucks, number one. That's not a lot of money. When I found out Remnant was 50 bucks, I was like, oh shit, I was ready to pay 70. All right, let's do this. It's like folks get mad about the, about the $10 bump to 70. Here's this port. Like people been begging for Red Dead to come back to be on consoles where they can play it instead of being stuck on PS3. Well, here it is. It's fifty bucks. Take it or leave it. And if you leave it, maybe you can get it later for less. Like you, you're just gonna wait for a sale anyway. So, like the price of all the things to complain about in this situation, I feel like the price is the most inconsequential. AMC, how do you feel about this? I mean, it's funny too because yeah, one, it's a game. It's an old game, so it's not like you have to get it day one. Especially yeah. for a lot of this is geared towards the people who were excited to play. Um, so they can always wait for the price drop. Two, you get undead nightmares. I know a lot of people are complaining that they're like they're losing online, but you get quote unquote one of the greatest DLCs of all time mm -hmm. with the game alongside it. I also like the idea you'll be, you could play it on the switch so you'll have it for the first time on the go you can just be chilling in your car in the back seat if you're a kid while your while your parents are driving you to the grand canyon you could be hollering with john marston at the at the brothel and yeah hunting down the one of the gangs the 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 bowler was it the bowler head gangs i don't remember their names i don't remember uh, the gangs in, in red dead redemption yeah um and yeah there's uh and then i'll say this on top of it um i mean we'll see once it's in our hands but the game looked good and that's very notable because 
there was GTA trilogy released recently that people were very upset about when it came to the the visual quality mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. Um, this one actually looked like it's and the technical quality of the game. <laughs> yeah, this one looks like it's true to form. I'm I've, I'm assuming we're not. There's not going to be stuff that people are going to find where it's like, oh, they they took out this because of the SJWs. Um, so it looks like it seems like this one's going to be. For the purists, it's going to be the game, the game that they originally played, but now just like not even like updated to the point where it's like, because I know like a thing that people have been complaining about so much is like, so all these remasters and remakes, I'm so sick of this. This one is a straight up just the original game for the most part. (laughs) It's uh, you can look forward to playing Red Dead as you as you knew and loved it and you can't um, and yeah and just enjoy that so like the big the big thing here is the pricing point i get it 50 dollars. it seems like a lot but for for a game that's considered one of the greatest games of all time i think 50 dollars isn't asking too much (laughs) to play it again if you really if you need to play it again one Um, of the greatest games of all time it costs too much yeah well, that's like always like I know like Nintendo gets knocked for it, but like it's like one of those things they're like, we believe in our games like we don't put out shitty games. And so we believe that their value holds up. <laughs> and So we're not going to really be discounting them that much that often. And don't yeah, put you know, out you, shitty games. We're not going to settle for shitty prices. Yeah. And so I feel like that's like take two Rockstar. They know what they have on their hands with when it comes to Red Dead. Like it's just a beloved game. The The fact that people reacted that there's a segment because i'll say it was a lot of people's game of the years that year but there was a segment of people that got red dead 2 they were expecting red dead and then they just shit all over red dead 2 so this is this is that game for those people so they can go and relive the purity that was the original red dead so um yeah it's uh i think it's cool uh it's another thing that we discuss where people build up things there i believe that there were rumors about like you know like Oh, like they, they they might be bringing back like Red Dead, like uh, or or might be a remake, or it might be the original game. Who knows? But we know that like there's something in the works, and so people had this whole thing built up in their head. And so when they get it, running wild. <laughs> yeah, and so when they get it, and it's a port, there's this as what as the first comment said straight up disappointment, and that's something that we were discussing in pre-show when people when these rumors start to come out and people start to you know speculate with it they start getting expectations and when those expectations aren't met it then muddies and clouds the the reception of the uh, the announcement and so it's not it's not a pure reaction to something because people have built up what they were expecting it to be and when they don't get that then they have this type of reaction and all of a sudden they're done with 2k yeah yeah it was supposed to have tom cruise and vanessa kirby yeah but let's see let's see that let's see that energy when the next GTA comes out, let's see if you're you're chilling on the sidelines, not wanting anything to do with it because because they put out a Red Dead port for fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I think it's a bunch of babies whining. I, I get <laughs> I, I get it. You might not like the price point, but what would have been the good price point <laughs> is like my question. Well, because- someone said no more than forty dollars maximum. It's like so then you're bitching about ten dollars again. Yeah, <laughs> again. Like what is it with gamers in ten dollars? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like that's like for me that's how I just look at it. It's just like maybe you had an expectation for what the game was gonna be. Yeah, an expectation of what the price was going to be, uh, yada, yada, yada. It ended up being none of those things, and now you're upset about it. But ultimately, as time gets away from this initial announcement, people will eventually have 
a port of Red Dead to play on a current console and they'll be enjoying it for what it is with Undead Nightmare. And so it's it's that this initial like reaction, people signing petitions, people saying oh, that geez. they're done. Petitions are back now. Yeah, yeah, petitions are always, always, always waiting. Um, and so yeah, it's a uh, we'll get over this and we'll move on, but we just gotta well, deal with the belly bitch in for the time. Being. It's so weird because people hold games like this up with such high esteem, but then they base they base the value of those games on their age. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if it's one of the greatest of all time, its age does not matter, and its price should be commensurate with its quality, not how long it's been on the market. Mm-hmm. And it's like Baldur's Gate three. Like apparently, it's at least for now, it was digital only, and it was seventy dollars. And it's like you guys, if developers were able to price these games at what they believe they're worth, all of you would quit games because, like games, games minimum would be a hundred bucks. Minimum, yeah. Some big games like Rockstar games probably two hundred bucks. I wouldn't doubt that. But you know that's fantasy. I can't stand on that. Like, oh, you should be glad that it's not. Well, you know what? It isn't that. It it is what it is. It, I choose to appreciate that a game like Baldur's Gate three, or a game like Armor Core six, or a game like Starfield, or a game like Forza, or a game like Alan Wake two, all no more than seventy bucks. It, like, <laughs> it's the best deal in town, especially when you get content rich games that just have high replay value so it, and if you get games that cost lower than that then hey you you made out like a band like appreciate what's going on and or do what you normally do and just wait for a sale until it's at a price point that you're more comfortable with and just quit pretending like it's the end of the world it's just a video game yeah all right let's get into let's get into these quick hit slash topics of the week we'll, we'll kind of breeze through these um Oh, did you have any other trolls, A-Dub? Sorry. Nah, not at all. Right. That was troll of the week. That was troll of the week. Troll of the greed. Troll of the greed. Greed, greed, greed. Greed, greed, getting money. <laughs> all right, uh, this is a quick hit. To kick off QuakeCon 2023, Bethesda and id Software have released a remaster of Quake 222. Oh, so we got we got more ports, A-Dub, more remasters on the way. Let's see, uh, the complete visual enhancements. With complete visual enhancements, a new expansion, multiplayer, and the Nintendo 64 version of Quake 2 bundled in, this remaster is now available on Xbox One, Series S and X, Nintendo Switch, PC, both PS4 and PS4. Oh, just three years running. Oh, still, still putting games out on PlayStation, not holding it back behind a Microsoft paywall. Uh, (laughs) It's also available. Through both Xbox and PC Game Pass and Xbox Cloud Gaming. Get it on the cloud. Um, let's see. This isn't just a remastered version of the beloved 1997 first-person shooter. In addition to a fully remastered version of the original game and its Nintendo 64 port. Damn, the pages jumped. Uh, from the same year, this remaster also includes 28 new campaign levels and one new deathmatch. Uh, map developed by Machine Games, the studio behind the recent Wolfenstein games and the up-and-coming untitled Xbox-exclusive Indiana Jones game. I threw in that exclusive. Um, just to remind y'all that they are locking games behind a certain paywall. But yeah, uh, we, so we know we got Quake 2 coming. 
they've had quake cons ever since we looked at it a little bit we both commented that we thought that quake was only that we've thought up until now that quake was pretty much only a multiplayer game and to see that there is an actual campaign <laughs> um but cool what do you think after so on the heels of the announcement of you know red dead coming out um with the undead but they're taking away the online we see that quake 2 coming out with you know with the online support because it had to have it and then also mm-hmm. you get the n64 version you're getting new maps you're getting expansions uh what do you think about this that they that they're deciding to support quake in this type of way i think it's outstanding i mean the the trailer that we watched really took me by surprise because number one i always remember quake being a team deathmatch sort of situation so i never paid it much mind but it looks like it's like a straight up doom spinoff and then just watching the game in motion it's unbelievably smooth the action is just crisp and visceral and brutal and gory it's it like it looks like a modern game that just needs a few passes of final polish to get like the the modern visuals on it but insofar as the technical aspect it is rock solid i'm actually very impressed it's something that i'll be keeping an eye on i've I've been looking for a fun little first person shooter so i'm keeping my eye on like warhammer bolt gun and i guess now Mm, quake 2 it's already out and yeah, it's awesome that they're doing this. Hopefully this means that we'll see more Quake stuff coming in the future. Like, aren't they making a Quake 3? Or is it there some kind of new Quake coming? Uh, I, I I lost that story. I had heard some, at least like rumors, but I don't know if it was like confirmed or not. Well, either way, this is out now. And it's on whatever console you want to play it on. It looks outstanding. It's a, it's a very refined dose of nostalgia if you need some of that in your life especially with the way modern gaming is going for certain people (laughs) (laughs) can't seem to enjoy anything you know i'm not trying to get down on folks we here at control issues like to be positive and lift people up but hey you got quake 2 red dead 2 i mean red dead redemption's coming get the port play it on console and choice Good times are coming. I mean, we we had what the Devolver showcase that was like, you know, a real brief one. There was a THU Nordic showcase. So there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. More stuff than we could possibly keep track of by ourselves or in tandems. You have any Wait. other uh, quick hits? I do want to make mention in the THQ showcase, there was one particular thing that stood out above everything else. Uh, we finally got an official announcement of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, yeah, Ronin video right. game. Yes. yes. So, yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin, uh, the popular 2020 comic book miniseries, is getting a video game adaptation. It has no release date. But we did learn that the studio handling development is Black Forest Games, which is most notable for remaking Destroy All Humans and Destroy All Humans 2. Uh, based on additional information that we were able to gather about The Last Ronin, they appear to be taking a God of War style approach to this. So if you're a fan of God of War and God of War Ragnarok, then maybe if they get it right, this could be dope. It's got a war with that Ninja Turtle skin. Uh, we didn't see any kind of gameplay for it. We did see a teaser. It opened up with four lit candles, three of which were blown out with scenes of combat and the like in the background. And then we got a 
sort of animated still image of the last Ronin Ninja Turtle with what looks like mechanized foot soldiers coming at them. So let your imagination run wild. I mean, it's still to me the best Ninja Turtle game, hands down, is the NES game <laughs> that I don't think anybody in the world has beaten, especially when you got to defuse those underwater bombs. And then followed closely by the, the Ninja Turtles arcade game, which I guess has been supplanted by the what was it, the, the Cowabunga collection or something? Mm, yeah. Cowabunga edition. So, I mean, more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can only be good. Well, in most cases, they, they tried to do a Street Fighter Six crossover with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but yeah. apparently the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles skins are $15 each. Great and people... Could have did that. Could have did that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, apparently people are none too pleased about that. Yeah. that that's another story for another day. <laughs> I've gotten into Street Fighter Six, although it is being praised as possibly one of the best Street Fighters ever and a live service game, quote unquote, done mm-hmm. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, AMC, how do you feel about Last Room? Uh, excited. I haven't read it, so I know nothing about the storyline. I hear it's a white boss. It's pretty cool. It's like an interesting story. I believe it's like like the other turtles have been taken out, and then yeah. there's like one turtle like getting revenge. So I'm curious. It looks and like, I believe it's a female turtle. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. um and then, <laughs> I, I, can't the to, I, can't, I can't relate to the story. <laughs> <laughs> the writing is bad. I seen three act two. I couldn't really get down with it. They lost mm, me. Not the seventh line. <laughs> grammatical error. Uh, Gen Z, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it, but like, I, I am curious to see because it did. I'd have to rewatch the trailer again. But it did look like the trailer is in black and white. And I don't, I don't know if the uh, the black and white with a, with a little splash. Okay, yeah. So I I would wonder if they're kind of gonna, you know, play off of that. What is it? The uh, that Kurosawa. Yeah, yeah, the Kurosawa. That, that like, noir. <laughs> how? Uh, yeah, Grand what, Grand Turismo. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima had like that. You got at least go to that cinematic mode. But I wonder if that's gonna be kind of the the go to cinematic mode for this, uh, just to give it that that samurai feel. So I am. Yeah, so I'm 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 curious to see how this game will look, as well as how it will play. I like the idea that they are going to tell a more adult story. That's what I'm gathering by the whole uh, God of War thing. So it'll be a mature story. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped and not knowing much about this game, but just you know, I always like when we're in the middle of what feels like a renaissance of a certain thing. And as you alluded to, we had the Cowbunga Collection, then we had Shredder's Revenge, which everybody seemed to love. And mm-hmm. now we might get another dope Ninja Turtles game. So modern um, Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. And then I think even uh there's another like Nickel- Nickelodeon like Brawl Stars game that was announced, like part two. Yes. So and I believe the Ninja Turtles were in the original one, so we might see them return for the sequel. So yeah, you'll you'll get your Ninja Turtles fix and maybe we'll get some more movies coming soon. Who knows? Maybe, maybe this will lead into a, a film adaptation of the last Ronin story. Maybe the uh, studios will realize they can milk this too. Yeah. yeah get some money. <laughs> yeah. So um, cool. I'm glad that they announced this THQ Nordic um, showcase overall. I, I saw a couple of things that I was interested in, so not bad. And this was definitely the big announcement. So um, yeah, this is, I would say good on you, THQ Nordic 
Good on you, Devolver Digital, for putting out a showcase that's just about delays in the, in the Nintendo Direct style. Um, unfortunate to see that 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 Pixel game is going to be uh, delayed because I was looking forward to it. Um, but yeah. Oh, that Pixel game. Wrestling game? Oh, no, no, no. The um, Sorry, what was that game where it's like, you like you're walking and all of a sudden like you're walking on like the flat wall like it goes oh plucky squire yeah plucky squire um so unfortunate to see that that game was delayed to 2024 but that game looks absolutely awesome so you get it to me in the best version possible and so i'll I'll wait for that um do you have any other quick hits a dub that's all i got my good man how about yourself nah that's all i got a dub well this control is i am the amc Sucker. Sucker.